In Search of Barley and Hops, Episode 3, Reset. So, favorite. welcome to In Search of Barley and Hops. You guys can keep talking. That's why I wanted to start okay. it that way. Sure. You know, just intros. So, if you've noticed, the name has changed. Um, we were of Barley and Hops, and now we've gone to In Search of Barley and Hops, um, because it's more about what we, re- we really wanted to do. We want to go out and be in search of great-tasting beer, great-tasting um, any spirits that we can get here that are made locally in... Maine slash New England. Uh, we may go outside of Maine that, every once in a while. Um, so, and it's about seeing the tasting rooms and <clears throat> giving people an idea of what they look like and what they're about. So, um, we will have a dedicated um, In Search of Barley and Hops uh, Facebook page where you can see the uh, tasting room of the month uh, or two of the month, depending on how many, as we get the shows going and rolling more often. Uh, so you can see those, what the tasting rooms look like. Uh, we'll still put the pictures on all our other platforms and everything, but it's just a place to kind of go and go, oh, okay, so that's that place. And uh, so, yeah, that's what um, we're kind of doing is just changing up a little bit. Not much, but, you know, uh, what do you guys think? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that we're the main beer geeks. The first person speaking there was our illustrious host, PJ. My name is Rich, and we have Kevin with us as usual. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> now, I, I think a great point, PJ. Um, in fact, until you just mentioned it, I never even put the correlation together of the in search of. And now that you uh, said it that way, I love that name even more. You know, because re- really, originally, it was all about us going out to the tasting rooms anyway, which, which we do every weekend. Um, you know, and trying to uh, capture the, not just the flavor of the beer, but the people that work there. And also um, more and more, we're, we're having a lot more fun meeting the people that are also out there in search of barley and hops. What are you pointing at me for? I don't have anything to add. You guys are doing good. So you just long for the ride like, today. Yeah, just, you know, I'll <laughs> jump in when I, when I, you know, feel yeah, like no, So like Rich was saying about, how we go out to the tap rooms every weekend and things like that. Yeah, we've always taken pictures. We've always posted them on our things, but we never really said, hey, we are, so we have that pic- that beautiful picture of our, our flight of beer, but we've never really said what we really thought about those beers. And that's, that's kind of the thing that we want to do. But please remember that maybe because I don't like something or Rich or Kevin don't like something doesn't mean that you're not going to like it. Absolutely, good point. Everybody's tastes are different. So we'll never say, hey, this beer truly sucks. It might be, this beer is not for me, but it could be for you. Yeah. Like, everybody knows now that I'm not a fan of the New England IPA. Really? Yeah, I know. Unbelievable, isn't it? Um, Shocking. (laughs) But, you know, Rich and Kevin do like them. And that's where we get into the... Ribbing, ribbing each other about stuff. Like if you've listened to episode what was called two point five, um, I ca- I called it that because Kevin wasn't able to be here that day. So to me, it wasn't like the true podcast, and it was just Rich and I sitting around tasting beer, and you can tell where it starts to go downhill because we've 
started hitting the higher well, it started, ABV. It started to go downhill when you said 2.5 because I wasn't here. So. Well, I was thinking that that's when it really got good. <laughs> oh, it got trust, good. trust me, when you listen to it, no. <laughs> it's it's more that's how that's how we are when we're all out. Yeah. And that's what I really want to convey in this is that Wait a minute. We're three So we're we're not out drunk when, when we're no. in this neat room. <laughs> yeah. No, but we're just we, kidding we with each, each other, other right? right? We give each other shit. <laughs> okay. And you know, like for all the state police listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, like when we went down to we'll say Treehouse and Rich is tasting his his New England IP. Oh, this is a 3.5 or a 4, and I go, now it's a 1. Wait a minute. 3.5 Treehouse doesn't exist, dude. <laughs> okay, we start we start at 4 and go up from there. Like I said, it was a 1. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, Kevin, you want to weigh in on this one? Those are the things that, that, that we I do. I don't know yeah. that I've ever had a 1 at Treehouse. So. <laughs> no, it's... Um, I, yeah. you know, I would never really give anything a 1. It's, it's just... Yeah, I, I know how to push the buttons. Oh, sure. You know, and you know, that's what it's about. Oh, yes. And that's what it's all about. That's the way it should be. So. Right, and that's what it's all about. By so. the way, I think I've had a one before. Uh, I have, but we won't mention. Right, exactly. Because they may get better over time. Yeah. You know, yes, it's, you're it's right. It's one of those things. When you look at some of these new tap rooms and breweries that are opening, when they first open, everybody has growing pains. I don't, I don't care who they are. True. I mean, even if you want to look at the, the bigger names in Portland right now, like Bissell and Austin and things like that, their first beers right out the door weren't, woohoo! They were they could have been a little better than some others, but they're not what they are today. True. And in true. some respects, true. the originals were better. So are we going to have... Like, was like it Substance? Substance. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. Like 2012 was better. Yeah. 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 yeah, we agreed on that. Yeah. So... so are they going to find us? Uh, they'll find us on Instagram. Uh, they'll find us on Twitter. Although we're not as as active on Twitter as we probably could be or should be, so but we should perhaps ramp that up. We're on Facebook. Yeah, we're going to have a separate Facebook page for the podcast. Yes, we're, huh? yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're just so we can that. show. I don't want it to get confused with like everything else. So we can say, "Hey, this is a location to see. These are the tap rooms we've been to that we've we've featured this month." So say if we. Uh, like we might all go down to Gunner's Daughter's Day. Mm-hmm. We, if if we had the ability to do the podcast from there, we could feature Mass Landing and say, "Hey, you guys ought to check out Mass Landing." People in this area are going to know, but maybe some of the people from Walderboro or uh, go up to uh, Hancock or Washington County, if they're coming down this way, it gives them a place of reference, uh, some place to go, and they can see the tap room. And you know, we won't have our true reviews on there, but. Mm-hmm. This will be the featured tap room of the week, or something like that. So we can feature that. Okay, I just there'll be a lot of sharing across the page. Oh yeah, I'm just wondering. I just it just seems like a lot of extra work for you if you're posting photos to have to post them in two places now instead of one. But yeah, but I can sharing them. I can handle the ones for the website uh, for the podcast, and that way you can stick with the yeah the website and the. So PJ, where can our listeners? Uh, find our podcast where can you find us now finally um you of course you can find us at the in search of barley and hops dot buzzsprout dot com you can find a link to that page via our emmy beer geeks dot com page you can find us on i was gonna say itunes uh you can find us on apple Podcasts. you can find us on google podcasts and you can also find us on spotify we're on all those platforms now 
Uh, it took a while to get there, but we're finally there. Our original three are up, and this one will be out hopefully Monday or Tuesday. I think that's when we'll probably get most of the podcast to drop. We'll try to pick a day and have them out by that day so we're consistent and people can always find us. Perfect. So Now, uh, you know, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, since it's the first time we've all been together for a little bit, is, uh, you know, along the lines with kind of morphing a little bit with the podcast, you know, I kind of wanted to revisit um, the whole main beer geeks thing. I, I just finished a blog, which I have not posted yet. I didn't want to post it till after we had this podcast, but, you know, I wanted to throw out there that it, in my mind, you know, originally when we started main beer geeks, we talked about our objectives, <clears throat> you know, and I think at the time we were we we're more about, uh, you know, highlighting the different main breweries and main beers. But, you know, in, in the travels that we've had, um, in my own mind, it, I think really the focus is on Maine beer drinkers like us. You know, we're, we're from Maine. You know, we, we do truly love the, the breweries that we have here and the beers that they have to offer. And we talk a lot about them. Um, and we are certainly ambassadors for the Maine craft brew industry. You know, point in case, uh, when Kevin and I were over in Vermont, we did meet a lot of people over there. And, and what's really cool about any tasting room you go to is you meet like-minded people. And so, inevitably, you get into conversations about where have you been, what beers have you tried, you know. And we were over there talking up the main craft beer industry, which, uh, you know, these people had a lot of interest in. Conversely, we were listening to what they had to say about the, the Vermont brewers. Um, but, uh, you know, I think what you had alluded to just a little bit earlier, um, Maine and New England, you know, primarily that's our backyard. Uh, we're within a quick drive of, of uh, you know, three other states anyway, with Connecticut not all that but, far away. <clears throat> I've always thought that that even from day one that, that we would talk about main beer and its role in in comparison to neighboring states and then the rest of New England as well as across the country. I've never not thought that that was going to be part of what we do because I think I think that's an important part of of how Maine has grown as a craft beer industry. And when you look at surveys and and polls and all these lists that are put out there, Maine continually shows up as you know, uh, number two per capita, number one, they jockey with position with Vermont and Montana. Uh, Portland is always ranked as a, as a must-see beer city. Uh, so I always thought that that would be part of it. And, and by extension, uh, as you guys know, we're talk I'm talking to my cousin who lives in, in Washington to do... Uh, uh, East Coast versus West Coast uh, trade here, so sure. I would expect that that ambassadorship would extend to to other states and and our, our the rest of our travels. Uh, so I always thought it was going to be part of that. So, but um, well, I think I we just, continue, I, and I think we continue to highlight main beer as well. Yeah, I just wanted to maybe clarify with our followers because up to this point, we've really only talked about main beer. 
you know, and um, our audience by and large are the beer drinkers and craft beer lovers in the state of Maine. So if we can, you know, through our own experience of, of, of visiting different places outside the state and trying different beers, talk about that, you know, in our forums, then maybe it will, um, you know, I think what would be really cool is if, you know, we're, we're throwing out different ideas and some of our listeners actually say, wow, that, that seems like a, a great place to go. And they do their own road trip. You know, we, we want to influence uh, certainly people to come here to the state of Maine to drink beer. But we also want to, um, you know, let our listeners know exactly what else is out there. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think, I think we always will, will do that. I don't think we shy away from, from talking about other things. I mean, if you have a fantastic beer at um, you know, Deciduous in New Hampshire or Burlington Beer Company in Vermont, uh, we should talk about it. We should tell people about it because Maine craft beer lovers are going to want to know those kinds of, uh, of opportunities. I mean, you look at some of the, you know, the sharing that occurs on Facebook and people will put out a post, hey, I'm going to be traveling in such and such, a, such, and such an area and I'm looking for recommendations on where to go and what to try. And I think that is kind of what we're doing as well when we have this podcast, is sharing that information. We want to talk about, hey, you know, as PJ said, Gunner's daughter today doing their 100th batch. So we want to talk about that, make sure people know about it. But at the same time, hey, did you know that uh, the Vermont Craft, Craft Beer Festival is happening on this particular weekend? So, you know, give yourself, yeah. uh, if you're not doing anything else, take a ride. Well, exactly. And, and like you were saying, Rich, about the, you know, and like I was saying before, we'll include these other states and things like that. I think our focus, because we live in Maine, oh, is, sure. is primarily going to be that, but we don't want to shy away from, hey, we took a trip this weekend to New Hampshire and went to Smutty Nose or Stoneface or something like that, and hey, we had these couple beers. Yeah. So, uh, hour, maybe an hour down the turnpike, get on, give them a try. Right. Right. Yeah, you it know? only makes sense. Logistically, uh, we live here in Maine, and it's easier for us to, to certainly hit up a tap room or two Um you know, within an hour's drive of where we live. So that's what we are going to do most of the time. However, um, yeah, road trips are certainly in our future. Well, it just, uh, you know, if I have the opportunity to travel for work, which I have, it's it's, me going to a New Orleans brewery and posting pictures there because... Hey, if you're ever in New Orleans, yeah, absolutely, go to NOLA Brewing or someplace like that. So, oh yeah, I, I think we definitely do that. And I have friends that uh, live in upstate New York to keep giving me beer yeah. that I have yet to drink, so I've got to do that sometime. Absolutely. Uh, I just got two more uh, two more stouts, one nice. by Empire Brewing and one by... Nice. Um, <laughs> Open the fridge. Open the fridge. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a good-looking fridge, PJ. And I forgot to bring... So Empire... And... Browns. So that one's an oatmeal stout, and the other one is just nice. a, a regular stout. Yeah, it's like I forgot to bring that can of... Uh, Very nice. ...from the wrench that I have for yeah, industrial Black arts. Magic is the other one. Wow. Yeah, so, see, it's always cool to discover discover yeah. new beers. and. So. That's why I've never... I, I've said, like, once or twice, I don't know if I've ever said it in front of Kevin. I mean, one of the things I think I would really like to do is... A bottle share. 
-hmm. sometime with people. Uh, sure. One of the guys that works at um, the beer cellar in the Portland beer cellar yep. uh, goes, you let me know when, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Nice. And uh, yeah, so they're, they're a great bunch of guys. Just like the, I'm sorry, I can't remember the guy's name from the vault. Keith. 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 Yep. Really nice guy yep. too up there. Yep. Couple great um, beer shops to go to yep. if you're ever looking for recommendations and things from Maine and from well, <laughs> around the country. See that, and that's a perfect example of what you just mentioned, Rich, as far as expanding the podcast. It's not just about the breweries and the tap rooms. It's those other businesses that are affiliated with the craft beer industry in Maine that we're also going to be talking about. Yeah. The, the craft beer cellars, the, the, the vault, uh, all Hop those yards. other places, hop yards, malt houses that mm. we're going to go visit. Oh, so sure. We're not all very it. interesting stuff. All parts and pieces of, of talking about the beer, learning about the beer, learning about the process, the science behind it sometimes uh, when we get into those discussions. So I think that... that the podcast and, and in search of barley and hops really is that um, umbrella definition, so to speak, that will cover all aspects of, of the, the craft beer industry, whether it's Maine or whether it's some, from somewhere else. Yeah, because it all does affect what gets brewed here in the state of Maine. So. Right. I mean, I can't imagine turning down the opportunity to to try wrench from industrial arts or or you know uh, a beer from equilibrium you know if somebody's going to hand me some Monkish. some beer from somewhere else yeah you know, I tried you know, to get some equilibrium yeah, they had five different kinds yeah. at the beer cellar last week and they I just they, that they, that's they, a road trip for the three of us gone in a heartbeat you know yeah. it's just yeah we want to we want to experience that ourselves but we also want to give our listeners, uh, you know, our our thoughts on on for what it's worth on, on those beers. And like Kevin was just saying about um, the science of it, the parts of that that are interesting to me are the off flavors yeah. that you can get in beer and what is it, why is it? Like when you listen to certain podcasts and they're going, "Oh, that's got a lot of diacetyl in it." Okay. Now you got to tell me what diacetyl is. Right, right. So for those who don't know, diacetyl is the butter flavor you get in microwave popcorn. That's that's diacetyl. So it's it's like a fake butter flavor that mm -hmm. is an oxidation problem sometimes in beer or DMS. So DMS is what I tasted that you guys didn't taste in this one beer when we were at an opening of a facility. And mm -hmm. I said, God, all I taste is corn. That's what DMS is. Yeah. So but, I was, I'm, some people are sensitive to certain flavors right, that some right. aren't. And it's that, it's that part of the science. I mean, I'm fascinated by, by walking into a brewery and looking at the equipment and the intricacy of the, of the, the, the systems that are there mm -hmm. and moving from, uh, you know, vessel to vessel as uh, throughout the brewing process and, and seeing and listening to a brewer's take on uh, his or her personal philosophy in terms of the approach to brewing. As much as, as I am fascinated by what you were just talking about, how people can pick up different flavors. Like you can read a description of a beer, you know, citrusy, piney, whatever it may be, this hop, that hop, this malt, that malt. And you and I can taste the same beer and have a completely different reaction to it because of our sensitivities to, to right. those particular flavors. Right. And it's that that really fascinates me because he, whether we're out or whether I'm out with my wife, we'll taste a beer and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't taste that. 
and she's like, well, you don't, and I do, and but but I I don't quite pick up the subtleties there. And some of the things they need to do, like when you said that, is drink it first, yeah, and then read the description. Yep. Did you get the exact same thing right. that they said should be there? Right. Yeah. Right. And that, that's where certain blind tastings are kind of interesting, where which we'll do at some point. Yeah, like you you give you give someone something that they know they love and they can't place it. Yeah. Because they're not looking at it. They didn't see the label. They didn't see. Because sometimes a lot of these beers do tend to look alike. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm like you because I, I I have a healthy skepticism for somebody's ability to tell you know New England IPAs apart. We're going to put that to the test at some point. The <laughs> I'm great, up for the challenge. The great New England IPA test. So, <laughs> right, it's because, coming, folks. Stay tuned. Because the big thing about that is, is you look at most of these IPAs that are being made now, they all look alike. They do. And it doesn't matter what kind of IPA they're making. Right. They're all making them hazy and cloudy and. Again, that's why I always say Hazy's lazy. But to me, a, a double IPA doesn't mean it's a New England IPA. Correct. And when they look exactly alike, they're not following the guidelines of what that beer should look like. Yeah, a lot of the so, lines are blurred right, for some of that. Right, anyway. and that's just it. So I think a lot of that is because that's what our brewers are thinking people want. Well, I'm because sure that, that I'm is, sure that's part you know, that that is, you know, the the in vogue thing right now is everybody and their brother. It's not just one, you know, one IPA, one double on their list. But it's but it's they, also they two or three. But it's also how they have chosen to define the beer. Because yeah, right. we may look at a beer and say, oh, that looks like a New England IPA. Yep, there it goes. Good. But they may describe it as a blonde ale, and you know, you look at the two of them side by side, and you you have a hard time as a a drinker telling the difference other than what the description from the brewer is. Right. And that, and that's, that's my kind of whole thing about, you know, it's like, you know, there are defined for judging what beers are supposed to look like. We right. can have a slight haze, not be opaque, right. which is what your New England IPAs are there. Like a colorful stout in a way you hold up a stout, you don't see through it. You hold up a New England IPA, you don't see through it unless you go to Zoda, who's as, yeah, but you know, clear. here's a thing. I just think the rules are, have completely been thrown out the window because, quite frankly, I don't think um, brewers really give a crap what things are supposed to look like, what they're supposed to taste like. I think they're all now searching for, you know, that one thing that makes them uh, maybe stand out above others because, you know, Kevin hit it right on the head. You can put 10 IPAs on the table and they may all look the same. They may even have the same ingredients in it, but depending on how they were hopped, you know, dry hop, double dry hop, double, triple, you know, triple hop, they taste slightly different. Um, And they're all looking for that, that signature flavor. That's all their own, you know? And, and um, cause I, I will agree with you. If you, if you held the standard up to most beers today, they don't meet what the standards were, you know, and of course those standards could be decades old. Right. But I but I think there are people who, out there who they want their beer to be a certain way. Yeah. They don't want to walk in and look at and go, oh, jeez, all you have is the same thing. It's like the comment I made about the Vermont trip when I said, every one of those beers looked exactly the same. I mean, the, in, in color and cloudy, they might have all been different, but every one of them looked the same. There was no... Nothing that differentiated a beer from a beer. Like if you poured Bud and poured Miller and put, they're all going to kind of look alike too because 
they're and just that, ultra clear right. and ultra. Right. And that's the limitation of a photo, but right. But yeah, so it, it's it's hard. Except for the pink ones, the pink well, ones. Well, uh, right. Yeah, I was gonna say those stand out pretty easily. <laughs> well, I mean, case in point, you sent me a picture of of my favorite beer the other day. Yeah. And you said, "What beer am I?" Yeah. And it took me two tries to get it because it did not look right. And it, it, it looked darker than what what it typically pours. And that's mm-hmm. that's lighting, that's background, sure. and all those things that go into a photo. That's why a photo is is a challenge in yeah. terms of uh, representing accurately what a beer is supposed to be. But you're, I think you're right. the the lines of the lines are blurred, um, and it's not necessarily a good thing, bad thing. I don't know. I mean, everybody's looking to do their own take on a particular style, which is which is fantastic because as a beer enthusiast, that gives me so many more opportunities to try different things and be exposed to different flavors uh, because you never know what somebody's going to put in uh, to, to, to push the boundaries of, of what's out there. And you know what? The, beer lovers are the winners in this whole thing. Oh, sure. Because they have so many different choices these days. You know, it used to be you'd go, you'd go, and you get a beer, and you can have uh, a lager, you know, uh, a stout, a porter, and maybe a traditional IPA. And and now you've got a ton of different choices. I'm just glad to see that people are starting to bring back things that were almost dead. Your your sours, for example, they were kind of dying off in this country. They seem to be making a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Goza, they seem to be dying off. They're making a resurgence. More, I think, because of American brewers. Some of those things don't travel well, so they weren't coming over from Europe as well because, for some reason, they seem to put their beer in green bottles, and so that long trip doesn't do them any favors. Um, so American brewers are looking at some of the older styles and kind of bringing those back. Mm-hmm. And so that's really kind of neat. Like, uh, we all liked, I think you guys liked it too, the As Lime Goes A By mm-hmm. yeah. at Moderation. That was just, you know, it's a great, it was a great beer because it wasn't super sour, but it wasn't just nondescript either. It was right. very good. Right. Very yeah, good and lately beer. we've had, we've had... Uh, we've had a run of good... A run of good Gozas and and, uh, and barley wines. Yeah. Um, which... You know, from the name, I I wouldn't think I would like it, but you know, as 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 we do what we do when we try everything. Would you say most surprised. of those were in Vermont, though? The barley wines. Yes. Yeah, we, that's where we really started to to try more of them because they were available to to try. Uh, yeah, and they were outstanding, actually. And the majority were. There were a few, like anything else, that oh yeah, uh, you know, and there are variations and gradations some are better than others and, yeah but um, pj would you ever expect that i would give a, a rating of a four plus to a barley wine no nothing besides a new england ipa <laughs> well i broke that i broke that <laughs> mold with uh, both gozas and um you know the barley wine it's just get out there and taste it you know we we do take a lot of pictures of flights because typically when we go into a tasting room we'll try to order everything you know, on the menu for the day, uh, and 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 kind of you know, give our opinions to each other anyway of what we think. So you know, it's kind of hard to differentiate, like you said, PJ, when you know that flight might consist of a few right. similar styles and they look alike. Um, you know, maybe we'll try to take individual photos so we can talk about the particular. Or we'll actually do a better job of 
listing what we're drinking to? Because a lot of times we seem to take the photo but never tell anybody, oh, these are the beers we had right, right. In, in this flight. Right. So they might go in, yeah, I want that one. <laughs> I'm pointing at my hand right, like I'm right. holding my phone for the people who can't see through the speakers. Um, well, think about it. Even when we go out to a tasting room and we get the flight, sometimes when we sit down, we look at each other and go, now which one was this again? Right. Because we, even we don't know which was which. That's what's really neat about a couple of the tasting rooms we've been to recently. Um, Black Pug in Brunswick. They serve you your flight in muffin tins that are color-coded to their sheet yeah. of what the beers are. So, oh, I know exactly what I'm drinking. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And, and, that's, that, and that, this whole discussion about flights is going to be... Um, another avenue that we'll explore in in our in our podcast. Oh, it's what's, a hot topic. What, yeah, it is a hot topic. What's happening in the industry? So you know, we talk about the beer, we talk about the brewers, we talk about the tap rooms, we talk about you know those kinds of things. We interview those people and see what they're doing, but we also talk about trends in the industry. You know, a flight or not to flight. Uh, everybody has a different opinion on it and a different take on those things and we'll certainly get into those types of discussions on our podcast as well yeah even taking that a step further you know some brewers are more than happy to uh, send you home with a growler of their beers and others don't like to do that because they feel like you know if you had that in your refrigerator for more than a couple weeks and Take it out. It might it might not represent what they what they want for their beer right. in terms of freshness and right. and taste, which right. is one I'd like to do. I know it's a copycat from another podcast that I listened to, where um, they took uh, the New England IPA style, which they try to tell you to drink within two weeks because it's not shelf stable. Well, well, I got some good news truly, for you. Truly, it it, it is shelf stable. Yeah. But what it is is things are going to start to fall out of suspension, and so. What they did is tried to they tried to guess which one was the freshest out of the bunch. So uh, I think that'd be really neat to do. Well, PJ, you mentioned that th I think this is a good time here to segue out of uh, this episode and move on to uh, our next one, number four. Because PJ, I listened to you and I did bring a couple of beers that uh, same beer, but brewed uh, about eight months apart. So we'll get a chance to sample that in the in the next episode and see what we think. So, uh, folks, stay tuned. Joining us on this episode of In Search of Barley and Hops. And remember, if you're out enjoying a flight or a pint with your friends at your favorite tap room, or just at home enjoying a good cold beer with friends, never drink and drive, because it's better to be a live geek than a dead queen.